Audacity. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I'm your boy Stevie Jobber. And I'm Dangerous Duke Duncan. And we are the Dangerous Jobbers Podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. Oh, congratulations. You got it down, bro. I'm proud of you. Sweet, sweet victory. There you go. All right, so just like always, we're going to kick this off with Wrestler of the Pod. And the wrestler of the pod this week is Myron Reed. This is a young kid who's currently signed to Major League Wrestling. Uh, he's, I think he's 23 years old. So, like I said, he's a young kid, uber talented, currently the MLW middleweight champion. He's also a former IWA Mid-South Tag Team Champion. Stacked. Kid is uber talented for being so young. If you haven't checked him out, definitely go check him out. I recommend it. All right, sounds like a real good kid, real good talent. Uh, yeah, definitely. I like him. Um, so now we're going to jump into the indie news, the independent wrestling news. And for that, I'm going to take it over to you. All right, I got a lot and a little for you guys. Um, small update. Uh, a pod or a couple pods ago, we talked about the um, NWA championship match that was going to take place on the 19th or the 15th. I'm not sure which date it was, but... Um, it was Nick Aldis versus Mike Bennett, or uh, Mike Kanellis, if you know him from the WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't a huge match, but it was notable enough, you know what I mean? It was it was something that, uh, you know, if you know Mike Bennett, you wanted to see his potential, where he was going at NWA. And um, um, it was a strong showing, but as we predicted, Nick Aldis won, yeah, of course. I mean, that, I kind of always figured Aldis was going to win anyway, just because... I think he's the top guy of that promotion right now. They just trust him. He's, yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's a solid talent. Like even though he's never been to, uh, like a super big promotion like WWE, mm. he's he's still been reliable everywhere he went. Like the little bit of time he was in Impact, very reliable in Impact. Mm. Anywhere else he goes, he's always been a reliable, solid type of champion. Kind of reminds me a lot of uh. If Wade Barrett was to leave and go yeah. to another promotion, yeah, like hey, he'll never be the top Very guy in a major Barrett. promotion, but and like an indie promotion or a mid-level promotion, he can be a solid world champion. And you know what? I I think he carries the title very like classic NWA style. Yeah, maybe definitely. that's why they like him so much. Yeah, he he kind of has like that old school brash about him. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Nick Aldis is one. Um, retained his NWA championship. In other big news, I have the results for the G One Classic Day Ooh, Two. That's I'm interested in. Uh, we don't we don't we don't get to talk about a lot of New Japan on here, so this is a good opportunity for all the New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, fans to get their good bite of content. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the G One Classic Day Two, and I had the results for the Day Two. A lot of guys we know. Um, not a, I think most of our guys went over, except for the one big thing that I'll probably touch on later. But um, going down the list, let's I have... Um, let's see here. What are these results? I have Juice Robinson mm-hmm. beating uh, Yoshihashi. Okay. Which, you know, I... I expected him to win. I expected yeah. Juice to win. Juice has been on a good one since he had the United States title before Moxley beat him for it. Yeah. I think that was on Juice. Juice has just been having a good run. So, you know, no sweat there. Um, Sonata lost to, what was that, 
Turuyano. Okay. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong, but um, that was a match that, you know, sore spot for me. I really like Sonata. I don't know if you checked him out, but Sonata is a real good talent. I'm a sucker for a good look, and Sonata has a great look, so. Okay. Sad loss there, but, you know, it's only day two. Um, after Sonata, Kenta Ooh, won his Kenta? match against Gato. Yep. Okay. Or Gato. And then after the uh, Kento Gato, Kenta Gato? Kenta Gato? Kenta Gato? That's funny to say three times fast. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. Ooh. Uh, beat Evil in a really, okay. really tough back and forth match. Wait, he, he beat Evil? He beat Evil. Oh, Which damn. was a surprising thing for me. I knew you would take that into account because Evil has been... Um, on top of Evil just being really good this year, um, Evil rejoined the Bullet Club this year. I right? was gonna say, I, I, I believe With Switchblade J White. I think he's running Bullet Club. Yeah, yeah. So Evil came back to Bullet Club this year, um, very recently. So it's surprising to see him lose to Zack Saber Jr. Mm-hmm. But it is Zack Saber Jr. Yeah, I'm who is surprised. like a modern day Dean Malenko to mm-hmm. me. Just the man just come up with wrestling holds you've just never seen before. Yeah, we'll we'll discuss evil at another date, and you can yeah pick my brain about why I don't like evil. But but for 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 fans of evil or fans of Bullet Club, it will help to know. Even though evil did lose, um, evil pretty much rung his bell from like end to end. He was kicking his ass. Yeah. Okay. So typical, it, typical it was a really brutal shit, yeah. match. Typical but, evil stuff. Yeah. So evil, evil still got over. Okay. Yeah. But he, Zack Saber Jr. beat evil. Um, good or bad call, I'm not entirely sure, but I love Zack Saber Jr. for his holds. I was a mm-hmm. huge fan of Dean Malenko. I'm a huge fan of technical wrestling. So yeah, definitely. Saber's definitely a good talent. For me, that made good sense. Now the big thing for me, um. Before I get to the overall standings of Block A and Block B for the G1 Classic is um, Tessio Naito beat Hiroshi Tanahashi in a really tough back and forth. I could see that. Which I can see. Like, clearly Naito should have went over. Naito's the young guy. Naito deserves it. Naito's been on a roll for mm-hmm. the past two years. Um, but Tanahashi has gone through a real um, body evolution if you follow uh, Tanahashi on Instagram, you know he's he's usually he was usually a bigger guy, more of like a yeah. old Matt Hardy belly, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. And he's really bulked up and cut down this okay. year, so it was it was kind of a hurt piece for me to see him lose to Naito. But Naito's you know Naito's the guy right now, so I wouldn't expect him to lose anyway. But tough tough match. I heard that was a good fifty fifty back and forth too. Um, apparently along the finish, Tanahashi had him for a bit mm-hmm. and he went for the high fly flow, the high fly flow. Um, he hit it and then he went for another one. And I and think that's where the mistake it was, it was. It was the second one. That- he rolled out of the way on the second one and Naito ended up landing both his finishers twice. Okay. And getting the win. So it's went, just that. Went into that bag know, of tricks one too many times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just went to the well too many. So I, I like that they kept it. Um, fifty fifty. Yeah. So you could, you know, if you watch the match, you could go back and be like, man, if he had just, you know, if he hadn't yeah, tried it, to bite off too much, it made for they they made a great story out of the match. Pretty exactly, much. exactly. 
So, which is know. all we ask for when it comes to professional wrestling. Just mm-hmm. make the story entertaining in the match. Yeah, and it's one of the best things that uh, New Japan does. So, wrapping that up, um, the standings for the Block A and Block B of the G1 Classic. Um, ahead with two points, Will Ospreay, uh, Suzuki, Jay White, Kota Ibushi, um, and Tiachi, if I'm pronouncing that right. And then um, the losers of the Block A were Jeff Cobb, mm-hmm. um, Ishii, mm-hmm. Okada, surprisingly. Ooh, okay. Um, Takagi and Takahashi. Whoa, which surprisingly Takahashi. Not surpri- yeah, Takahashi. But when you when you look at all these guys are facing each other, so in uh, most cases uh, uh, I'm, I'm not little, sure who Takahashi faced because I missed the beginning of the G1 Classic. I'm, I'm hold on. I, I'm I'm a little stunned here. I want to see if this is the right person. As in, as in Yujiro Takahashi. Yujiro Takahashi. Yes. Tokyo Pimp. Yes. Takahashi no. Lost. Takahashi. Lost. Not the Tokyo Pimp. Yes. I'm assuming Kazuchika Okada lost to Will Osprey. Probably. I would think. Probably. They don't really have it in order of who, who lost where. Or yeah, who. Of who faced who. But I would assume if he was to lose to anybody, he would have lost to Osprey. Yeah. Or Abushi, but I don't think he lost I mean, to Abushi. I, I, I know damn well uh, Yujiro Takahashi wasn't winning anything. I just I just love the Tokyo Pimp man because Yujiro Takahashi I think is like well, he's he's probably the one that lost to uh, Suzuki or uh, Tiachi but yeah because I think he's like forty he's probably like forty three so he's yeah, old, he's older he's old. so he ain't doing anything he's just there because he's there I like Osprey being up against um, Okada being down because mm-hmm. um, well Osprey is uh, Okada's young boy yeah well you kind of figure Okada has he's probably one of the greatest. New Japan wrestlers of all time, anyway. Yeah, at this point. So, yeah. And he's already won, if I'm not mistaken, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, see, so what's the point? Like, he can, he can job out and let somebody else go up. Mm -hmm. Especially, especially for the beginnings. Yeah, Yeah. like, and it's not like he's going to have, this is his last opportunity to win. Yeah, yeah. Okada's still got a lot of years. Mm -hmm. All right, so moving past that, um, I guess we can get into Impact before we get to the big brands. Yeah, all right, we can jump right into Impact. Um, we got the Rascals getting jumped, and mm-hmm. I know you wanted to talk about that. Uh, so I actually didn't see that, so you can actually inform me on what went down. Um, yeah, so my boys, the Rascals, that I told you about a couple pods ago, um, they got attacked by everyone who was later in the eight-man tag match mm-hmm. um, against the Motor City Machine Guns and the Good Brothers. Um, Austin, Fulton, and the North attacked the Rascals. Um, the member left out of the Rascals, Trey Melvin, the uh, Ricochet lookalike I talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, he beat TJP, who you might know as TJP from <laughs> from the WWE, or Suicide from Impact, if you were watching a couple years ago. Or TJ ago. Perkins or from Manic. Uh, the Cruiserweight Classic. He's been a lot of people. He really has. But he's still good, and he's still getting beaten. He's been, so. a, he's been a lot of things except relevant. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I just wanted. I just wanted to throw in the cheap shot while I could. He's been a lot of things except relevant. <laughs> oh, poor TJ. But yeah, TJ lost to uh, Trey Melvin, who's going after the X Division title. Okay. Um, just a notable thing for me because we know TJP and Trey Melvin looks like Ricochet. Yeah. And moves when, a lot when, like Ricochet. When you pointed that out, I was looking at uh, 
like the side by side images, and I was like, oh damn, they really do look do like look alike. <laughs> they really do look alike. It's a crazy bro. resemblance. But yeah, my boys, the Rascals, are getting beaten down, but they're also beating up TJP. So mm-hmm. as long know. as as long as they're beating up somebody, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. Plus there, but the big spot and impact. We got to talk about the title match. Oh yeah, Th- this makes me so happy, man. Uh, so Bound for Glory is coming up next month, and they're they've already announced what the main event is going to be. Yes, main event is for the TNA World Heavy, well technically Impact, excuse me, mm. the Impact World Heavyweight Championship, and it's Eric Young versus Rich Swan. Mm. Not not is, the dancing fool Rich Swan, no, actual no, no. Rich Swan. Yeah, and I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of uh, Rich Swan when he was here, but he's proved to be a very uh, important piece of impact since he got there. Mm-hmm. But this more this is a little more interesting for me because of the way that Swan got his opportunity at Eric Young for Bound for Glory. First of all, Bound for Glory, um, if you're not keeping up with impact pay-per-views is kind of like their summer slam yeah like slam anniversary is their wrestlemania bound for glory is their summer slam it's like the second biggest event mm-hmm. for impact um and eric uh eric young used to be years and years and years ago when he was a very very different man was under a group called team canada ran by current impact president scott demore mm-hmm now, Swan got this opportunity to fight Eric Young at Bound for Glory by coming out, um, getting in Scott Demore's face and demanding a shot. And Demore was telling him, you know, you're not cleared to wrestle. Mm-hmm. You still got that bad leg. Swan was running a um, a work where he was going to retire for a second there. Yeah, and I, I honestly bought that. There's not, so did I. That, I thought there, it was over. There's not many few times that I can actually say that someone got me. Yeah, I can say it. Swan got yeah, me. I thought it was over. I felt bad for the dude. I was like, damn. Yeah, he was too young to go. Um, so he he goes in there. He 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 demands Scott Demore give him a title shot. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Young comes out and shoves Scott Demore, hmm. getting in Swan's face. They have a brawl, and then Demore gives Swan the title shot. Now. It's interesting to me because I wonder if they're ever going to play off of the dynamic that Demore had with Eric Young. Because at first you think, maybe that's how we got in the main event. Because Demore is running the company now. Mm-hmm. As president, Eric Young is coming back. They have a long history together. Maybe that's how we got in the title match so easily. Maybe that's why he didn't want Swan to, to, to fight him at Bound for Glory. But after seeing Eric Young charge in there and shove him to the floor, you're kind of like, oh, well, is this going to play against him now? Well, it can, but I kind of feel like there's certain things that you can leave in the past, mm. especially given how many changes impact and TNA and uh, how it all, mm. how many changes they've undergone. I feel like that's something that you can just leave in the past and not have to bring up. The hardcore fans are, are going to know that he was Team Canada. Yeah. But I really feel like you don't need to touch on it. Like, if you do, You think okay. they're going to leave it out? I would leave it out if I was them. You would leave it out? Yeah, because Eric Young is a completely different Eric Young. Mm-hmm. And Scott, Scott Demore is different as well. Like, yeah. if you bring it up, okay, it's a thing. You can make it work. But I don't really think you need to bring it up for this uh, for this feud. 
Yeah, I think um, maybe if it was another Canadian, <laughs> or maybe if it was maybe if um, if Impact had held stronger in the past than where they're at now. What if it? What if they had a uh, Bobby Roode? What if Bobby Roode was there and then Ooh. Bobby Roode was in the position? That would make a lot of Swanson. sense. Then. That would then the Team Canada thing, I could agree with. Yeah, because Bobby Roode was in Team Canada also. That does make sense. That would be a better storyline. But I see what you're saying. You know, where they're at now, to yeah. pull back that far, maybe a lot of people wouldn't, you know, wouldn't understand that. I mean, it could work, but I, I just don't think there's a reason to have it. I hear you. Um, before we before we move on, um, that's the big thing for Impact, just... Swan and Eric Young at Bound for Glory, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like is going to be a real brawl. Yeah. Um, seeing as how Eric Young took out Eddie Edwards and Swan and Edwards were close friends and yeah. just everything. But um, before we leave that, I got a report today that um, um, RVD uh, reported that he he was he was telling interviews he he lost his passion for wrestling. I did see that, and you know what? I can tell that he has. Right? You can just see it. I, I feel like it's... RVD is just around now to make money, and that's it. Yeah. Like, he really yeah. could care less. He's like, on his Kevin Nash at this point. For real. Like, he's he's coming to the ring with uh, Katie Forbes, and yeah. literally has she has the money gun. She's shaking her ass around the place, and... He's she literally just, just he's sitting there like he doesn't care. He's like he's like a poster boy for OnlyFans. And yeah, like he's like, what are you gonna do? For, like he has yeah, the attitude. Yeah. It's like, are you gonna fire me? Because if you fire me, I'm just gonna leave. I don't really care. Yeah, I, I feel see. like he's trying to do. He's trying to push the envelope and see what he can get away with before he leaves. And the before fact, they kick him out. and the fact that he's doing that has me interested. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, all right, we know he doesn't care. He doesn't have passion, whatever. Yeah, but it's RVD, and you kind of gotta respect the dude. So everything he's doing right now, I know he has no passion behind it. But I'm like, all right, I want to see just how far you can push this envelope. Mm-hmm. I want to see how far you can actually get into some trouble before you get cut or before you leave or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if he if he if this is his last year. He's just like f it. Oh yeah, this. me neither. You figure. He's been you doing know. it since the '90s, and I've never seen him have such a non-RVD gimmick. Yeah. So, you know, at this point, you know, you can just tell. Yeah. So you're just waiting. But it, I mean, regardless, RVD is a legend, and oh yeah, he definitely, he definitely yeah. is. Um, but yeah, like you said, if this is his last year, then it would it wouldn't be a surprise at all. Mm-hmm. That man, that man deserves to ride off into the sunset. Absolutely. Um, all right, so we're going to jump into some AEW stuff now. Uh, yeah. I'm going to start with Miro's new contract. For those of you who don't know, Miro, formerly known as Rusev, jumped into the AEW world. And this excited a lot of people because he swore he was retired. I swore. I, I believed it. <laughs> he told me. He worked me, man. Yeah, man. I feel like everybody who tries to pretend that they're retired just says that they're going to start uh, doing Twitch streams or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just the go-to thing now. Yeah. But um, he signed his new contract with AEW, and there was no word on how long the contract was for, but they just said it was a long-term contract. And they added a nice little nugget in there that uh, Miro is able to work with New Japan mm-hmm. while he works for AEW. Mm-hmm. 
I personally like that. Because he's never wrestled in Japan before. No. And I think he's seeing what everybody else has done. Like how Moxley just went over there. He did great over there. Jericho went back. Jericho did great things. Uh, you got the Good Brothers who were over there before they came to WWE. Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of people around you right now that have affiliation with New Japan and have had success in New Japan. Yeah. And I feel like if Miro goes over there, it'll it'll be pretty good because he can actually strengthen up those skills a little bit more. He can go against even more better talent. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can, he, he can probably be a little more of a monster over in New Japan too. Yeah, because you could put him in a ring with a couple people. Like you can put him in there with... Uh, you could throw him in there with Fale, let him and Fale duke it out because of two big guys. Definitely. You can have him go in there with uh, Naito. Um, you could throw him in there with Okada because I don't mm-hmm. think Okada has a title right now. Mm-hmm. So If they book him right, if they book him like Monster Rusev, I could see him being like a comedy Rusev in AEW and Monster Rusev in uh, New Japan. Yeah. If they go the Monster, uh, Monster Miro, I should say, instead of Russell. Yeah, if they Miro. go Monster Miro for New Japan, mm-hmm. I could see him going up against Okada. I could see him just being the unstoppable guy. Um, I could see him going up against Suzuki. I could see him going up against just um, just the hard rocks of New Japan. I think he could cause some trouble for uh, a couple Bullet Club people as well. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I think him and uh, Jay White could get into some stuff. I kind of want to see him kick Evil's ass just because I don't like Evil. I feel like that'd be pretty cool. Um, what else is there? I kind of want to see him cross paths with Tama Tonga too and uh, G.O.D. somehow. Like, like whether it's in a match or like just in a segment. Yeah. I kind of want to see them cross paths because yeah. I feel like Miro and Tama Tonga sitting there and trading barbs with each other would be pretty funny. Yeah, I think there's I think there's a, a a character thing there that would be pretty pretty funny on camera. Yeah, but what are your thoughts on that uh on that little added stipulation in his contract? Um, I think it's good for him. You know what I mean? Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Um, Moxley didn't, and it's worked out well for him. Yeah, it it's uh it's a good thing to be able to go to a bunch of different places and be mm-hmm. a bunch of different things to a bunch of different people. You, you spread yourself around the market and you make yourself more valuable, period. Yeah. And New Japan is definitely a place to rise your stock mm-hmm. because, you know, American fans and New Japan fans are totally different. Yeah, New it, Japan's a place you go when you want to really sharpen your skill. Yeah, I, I will say that Japan is known for taking the art of wrestling and really honing that craft into somebody. Because mm-hmm. that's what happened with... Um, a while back, what was his name? Uh, A-Train. Remember A-Train right, was in WWE? Yeah. And he was like... Fucking Tensai. Yeah, he was decent. But then he went to Japan. And he was big in Japan. He was actually... Huge. He was doing great stuff yeah. in Japan. And his skills got better. And then he came back to WWE. Too and, bad he was Albert. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> right? He came back to WWE and that was... Oh. That, that, that was just a bad mistake for him. Do you remember being a kid... Um and seeing Albert and being like this fucking fuck Albert yeah they train and shit yeah because I you remember, remember when he came back as Tentai and he took off the mask yeah. remember remember everything you felt before he took the mask off it, I do and I, then you remember immediately how you felt after he took the mask yeah, off yeah because you were like, everybody it's fucking hyped, Albert. everybody hyped him up like 
Ooh, this is a big guy from Japan. This is before, you know, we actually knew about New Japan. Right, right. So we're like, oh, damn, this, this guy's from Japan. He's he's this big star. He's a huge I'm bag. expecting some Aki Bono like, right. type of dude. And then they take the mask Chinese off. Chinese marks all over. And then I'm like, wait a minute, that's A-Train. <laughs> like, you ain't pulling a fast one on me. Those ain't tattoos. I know that's A-Train. Oh, that me, made me, me, me so being mad. A, me being a kid, I'm just sitting there. Nope, that's A Train. Yeah, I mean, if you I, can't, I know exactly who that if is. If you can't fool us, fool us in like preteen years, yeah. there's no way. Like you just give up. I was, ex- I was thinking in my head during that time, yo, you dealing with that X Factor <laughs> when he was with X Pac and uh, Just Incredible. Yeah, yo, I was just, I was thinking about before he had when he still had the mask and you didn't know who he was. I was like, this dude's about to look dangerous. And then you just and it's like what? Wah, that's wah, fucking Albert. Albert. Way to build up our hopes and take a right. giant I'm shit. I'm supposed on to them. be scared of Albert. Get the fuck out of here. Man. You know, oh, but man. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, I think the Japan move for him is gonna be pretty good as well. Yeah, I think it's very beneficial. Uh, and then next we have Santana Ortiz and the best friends. Yeah. In their parking lot fight and crazy this, ass street, bro. that was a great like. A, I feel like AW does the hardcore matches better, way better, dude. Yeah, like way better. The spots look more dangerous. Like, granted, you know, Matt Hardy's getting hurt more, but yeah, yeah. I still feel like that but is with the guys that know how to do. Yeah, like matches. aside from you know the Matt Hardy debacles and stuff, I feel like their hardcore matches are great. Great, like e- even from like the first couple episodes, like when uh. I think it was it was like a brawl throughout the arena, and yeah. Moxley ended up taking Kenny Omega and slamming mm-hmm. him through that coffee table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Holy shit!" He really slammed him through the coffee table. Or um, when my guy Darby Allen, um, forget who he had like a triple threat match against somebody, and he hit that huge um, barrel drop with like an actual fucking barrel on the like steel step shit was crazy but they they know how to do their hardcore again like I was so mad they don't have a hardcore title like it just doesn't make sense to me it really is I let it go I let it go but that that match was uh, that match was pretty good Um, I liked how they always they had that like back and forth dynamic to it going on Mm -hmm. so that match was pretty good for me yeah Orange Cassidy popping out of the trunk yeah, I, steel I, chain. Yeah, punch, punch. Forgot about that. Very nice. Um, um, you know, Mick Foley commented on that match. Oh uh, yeah, what did Mick say? Yeah, he was like just brutal. Um, he said it was a brutal match. He said they did it justice. He's like he can tell from experience how crazy that match was. Mm-hmm. But he said I, I absolutely loved it. But you guys are gonna feel it in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if anyone knows about feeling that pain in the morning, it, it is, it's man. Mick Foley. Definitely. So, I mean, if you can get a shout-out from the Hardcore Icon, you know you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. So, good good on them. You know what I mean? And LAX knows how to do hardcore yeah, better that, than most that, that's their that's their thing. That's their, yeah, that's their, their, that's their wheelhouse and forte, as exactly. you should say. Since um, the old days. Now we have Moxley. Moxley, this past week, got jumped by mm-hmm. uh, Brian Cage. Mm-hmm. Ricky Starks, mm-hmm. um, and it set up a six-man tag match that's going to happen next week because Moxley got some help. 
somebody that you and me were both unfamiliar with until no idea who this guy is. Yeah, like we're like we're both still pretty green to him. But Will Hobbs, yeah, Will Power came Will to the Hobbs. rescue, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm kind of interested to see what he can do. Yeah, I want to see if he can go. I mean, I, I think mean, right I now think he's, you know, he's totally unproven. He's he seems like a um, an in-house guy. Oh yeah, he he definitely feels like an in-house guy to me. But um, I know they they're pushing him. So f- I was reading about him a little bit, mm-hmm. and apparently his big push started in uh the casino battle royale because they brought him in before the battle royal to lose. Like, like the job out to somebody and right. Tony Khan was a big fan of him like Tony Khan watched the match himself and said he liked the way he worked in the match and Tony Khan brought him in again interesting and put him in the battle royale and apparently he had a great battle royale and now they're pushing him even more so if Tony Khan can actually sit back watch a jobber mm-hmm. lose and be like you know what Let's bring this kid back. I think he's going to be pretty good about something. Like, I feel like that doesn't really happen all the time. Yeah. Like, when has, when has Vince seen a jobber go just job out to somebody and then say, you know what, I'm giving him a push right now? Not since the 90s. Yeah, like, there, 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 there hasn't <laughs> that been... That used to be how you got jobs. Like, and you the job... You used to go job for people, and then they'd be like, damn, you're going to... You did a good job. We'll bring it back. Yeah, I think the I think the only time that's really happened is if the fans seen somebody that looked kind of funny. Yeah, and yeah. they brought them back for yeah. a couple months, like like with Ellsworth. Yeah, nobody really cared about Ellsworth. They just yeah. thought he was a funny looking dude that could get squashed very funny. And then uh, I think the same thing with Zach Gowan back in the uh, early two thousands. Ooh, Zach Gowan. Um, and then there was another guy. Uh, there was another guy in like the 2010s. Uh, he he was on the new ECW. Wore the red the uh, red uh, the red pants. Had long hair. Red pants, long hair. You're not talking about Kevin Thorne, are you? No, 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 not Kevin Thorne. He he was literally a skinny skinny kid, long hair. He jobbed out a lot. He was literally there to just get beat up, and Tommy Dreamer know. ended up defending him. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to figure out who it is, and I'm going to mention it on the next pod. Yeah, if you guys know a 2008 Mikey Whitbrook. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to figure out who that kid is, and I'm going to mention him. Uh, but I like it. I think that hopefully he can do something good, and we'll be able to watch Impact next week. Ooh, how dare I, how dare I say that? <laughs> we'll be able watch to watch AEW next week and see what he does, and I'm interested. I want to. I, I hope he does good. Um, on the back side of that, um, Moxley got attacked by Cage and Sparks. Starks. Starks? Starks, yes. Ricky Starks. Starks. Uh, Absolute Ricky Starks. The, the, the former partner of Bailey's boyfriend. Oh. Uh, no one knows his name. We, we, we just say Bailey's boyfriend. Yeah. Fake S.A. Um he, the, he got jumped by them on the back of... Um, on the back of... Jake the Snake's uh, Lance Archer. Yeah. Um, joining forces with Taz and Taz's Brian Cage and mm-hmm. Ricky Starks because uh, Jake the Snake felt like uh, he needed uh, he needed Lance Archer to have protection going into this level of competition. So my, my question so he, is... he paired himself with none other than Taz, which I think is two great 
uh, managers in themselves, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I I like the dynamic they have. You know, it's, it's just business. They're only yeah, doing yeah. it so that after Archer wins, Cage can get a shot at the belt. Very strategic. Makes sense. But I do like the combination of Jake the Snake and Taz together. Okay, so you said they did that for protection, and Brian Cage protecting him, I can understand. Mm-hmm. Who the hell is Ricky Starks protecting? <laughs> Ricky Starks is like 150 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> you know, Eddie Kingston has talked a lot of shit about him, too. Hey, like, yeah. Eddie Kingston can bench press that man with one hand. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I get not what you're very saying. Impressive. That, that, is but, a, that is a good... Uh, that that is a good pairing right there, so I kind of yeah. I like that. Yeah, I wonder why Taz picked Starks too. Yeah, that is a damn good question. I mean, Starks is he's a decent worker in the ring. He really yeah, is. Yeah. Of him but, and Fake Sa Rios, he he was the better of the two. Always. Yeah, I, I feel like he Sa Rios. Yeah, I feel like he was the better of the two. Um, I gotta learn that. But, guy. but why him though? Like why? Uh, maybe Taz sees something in him. Yeah, maybe. You no, know, Taz has been around for a long time. He might have a good eye and see something in that kid. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Do you think they're going to start putting the FTW title on the line? I would love, because I'm so kayfabe, I'm so fantasy, <laughs> and I'm so all for like a hardcore division of AEW, mm-hmm. because I feel like they're the only wrestling company that can do it and do it right, Um, as long as they don't have Sammy Guevara anywhere in the division. Please, no. Please, um, God, no. They can have a storyline where they put the FTW title out there as the hardcore title. Okay. I That's how I would That's possible. It. I just want them to have a hardcore I title. Feel like they're I feel try- like the FTW title is like a way to... I feel like they're trying to give the FTW title the same kind of like feel as the BMF title in UFC. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But I yep. still, I, I think it should be defended more. I think it should actually go to different people. I mm-hmm. don't think it should just be exclusively one person's. Right, let's not do it like the Million Dollar Championship. Yeah, right? yeah. And if it is like the Million Dollar Championship, then do we really need another one of those? Right, exactly. We've been there, done that. It's it's stupid seeing one guy walk around with a particip- uh, participation title. Right. Like, this is my title. I can't win a real one, so I made my own. <laughs> right. we, don't, we don't need another one of those. Yeah. So I'd like to see them use that and use that as a, I mean, for the definition of the title, you would kind of expect it to be a little more hardcore. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's their gateway and they're just waiting to pull the trigger on it. My hope would be that. But moving on past that, there's bigger stuff. All right. So now we're jumping into WWE. And this week was a pretty pretty good week for wwe i would say um mm-hmm. first things first i'm gonna get this out of the way uh, oh wait 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 we're skipping over a very whoop. important person whoopsies sorry what did i do sorry to cut you off before we get into wwe um uh, my guy who i uh, announced as the biggest villain of the covid era hashtag covid era we've made it another pod there we go um mjf Oh, yeah, I did forget about yes, this. Yes, yes. MJF. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll let you take the reins on that one. MJF is grabbing a new campaign Um, after outlawing the... What does Moxley call it now? Uh, paradigm shift. After outlawing the paradigm shift, um, Moxley has come back. He's talked to his lawyers. 
Um, not Moxley. MJF. MJF is has went back, talked to his lawyers, talked to his bodyguard, and um, he has a new perspective, a new campaign. And um, he grabbed the mic this week, and um, he's he's declaring himself champion, specifically the undisputed, uncrowned AEW World Champion. Um, uh, I, I like the quote that okay, he had. Okay, Sammy. <laughs> I like the quote that okay, he Sammy Zane. Hey, listen, he, he was like he was he 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 made it very clear to me. I have the. I have some some outtakes from the promo. He says, um, if there's one thing we can all agree on, okay. right? You and me, we can agree on this. It's that MJF is a very honest man. Okay. Right? Right now, I'm pretty sure Moxley cheated. Nah. Fair point to me. Fair point to nah. me. No? Moxley didn't cheat. Well, I didn't no. see anything. And Eddie Guerrero's rules. Moxley didn't cheat. But right now, he said, I should be AEW champion. So from here on out, I want to be known as um, the undefeated, undisputed, uncrowned AEW champion. And I feel like that is a very fair notion. Okay, that, that sounded very It's a Paul. very, very good campaign. That sounded campaign. very Paul Heyman. Very undefeated, solid. undisputed champion <laughs> of the world. Like, MJF. I feel like he deserves this. Uh, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> Boxing for the winner, go home. Small thing on MJF. I just, I love his work, man. Oh, no, he, he definitely. The character work of this guy is just brilliant. No, he definitely does great work. He's going to be the champ one day. First, you want, first you want to outlaw the move. You come in there with a fake broken neck. Like, we got to stop this move. It's terrible. He uses it anyway. Comes back the next night. I don't even think he had the neck brace on after he got used. Whoopsies. And he's like, you know what? Yeah, forget, forgot the neck brace. And it's like, you know what? He cheated. So I'm just going to make myself champion anyway. I'm the champion because I say so. What a bad guy move. If you're bro. not cheating, you're not trying. Moxley for the win oh or go God. home. It's hilarious. All right, let's get to let's get to All right, yeah, so now I'm going to jump into WWE. Um, I'm going to get this out of the way. First things first. Um, recently, one of the Viking Raiders, Ivar, suffered an injury. Um, bad injury. Yeah, bad injury. Uh, hurt his neck apparently very badly, and he's getting surgery this week. And he's going to be out for at least a year. So his 2020 is over. Uh, and then his most of his 2021 yeah. is going to be spent rehabbing and nursing his injury. Mm. So just speedy recovery to Ivar. And hopefully Eric, uh, the other half of the Viking Raiders, they find something to do with him. And they don't just cast him aside like they do with mainly every other tag team when someone yeah. gets injured. Yeah. Um. We'll see, man. So next, we're gonna jump into Bailey, and is it me or what do you think of Bailey? Like how how much more aggressive she's becoming? Um, you know what? I I liked her bad guy turn, and then I hated it because it felt like she was still hurt. And we talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. It we, felt like she just wasn't where she should be. Yeah, like it as, felt it felt like, like she, she was missing something. And 
maybe it's just her beating the hell out of Sasha that really puts the stamp on it. Like, did we? Did, do you think we spoke that into existence? Hopefully, because that's literally what went down. I like we, to think we have a certain kind of power. Yeah, like who knows? You know maybe, I mean? maybe they're hearing us talk some stuff into existence, and they're just we running could be with the it. voice of the voiceless. Yeah, we definitely could. So mm-hmm. since we're going to be the voice of the voiceless right now, somebody get Marty Skrull and bring him in. <laughs> I'm speaking it into existence. No, you I'm heard just it kidding. here first, the uncrowned, undisputed. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's not a prediction, I tell you. It's a spoiler. Oh, my God. No, know. but, um, yeah, we, we did mention that that uh, everything with her felt a little off. Like, it felt like she was missing something. Yeah. And then literally, like, two weeks later, she turns on Sasha and not just like a simple turn. She actually beats the holy beat the hell out of her. Yeah, yeah, beats the holy hell out of her. Uh, does the chair spot on her neck, and I liked it. I felt like that was probably what was missing because yeah, I think that she can actually move forward with this now and be a badass. Yeah, and I was kind of I was kind of iffy on the promo, but yeah, the her, promo was iffy. Like this you, week, you can tell she needs work on the promos still. Yeah, but um, this week this week was very good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, she she did you good. Know, the she, reiteration of beating her ass. I, I you know what you know what I didn't. Again, they went left with something that I would have went right with. What's that? They went um, anti traditional where I would have went traditional. They had Sasha do her whole spiel, her crying, and we built this, and this was us together, and mm-hmm. and then she goes. Um, so now that I'm useless to you and all this other stuff, I just want you to know that, like, you're nothing without me. Yeah, I've seen that. And I was like, okay, so you're doing the whole, like, you're doing it's the same like, bitch she did last week. Like, it, 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 it's like she's, uh, it's like Sasha's still trying to be a little heel. Yeah, it's like, like, so, so now, like, who's the bad guy here? Who's, because exactly. she dropped you because you were a loser, and mm-hmm. you were riding her coattails, and she felt, she pretended to be sad, and then she felt great about it. Yeah. And now you're telling her, you know, y'all built this together, and she's nothing without, it kind of makes you out to be the bitch then. This like, is what happens. Right. This is like, what happens. Where are they going with the writing here? Like, who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? Because you made Bailey seem like the bad guy when they were both bad guys and she turned on her. You made Bailey seem like, all right, she's the super bad guy. And now Sasha's the pity one. But then Sasha's like, you're nothing without me. All right, so who's the bad guy here? So I, do I cheer for Bailey? Because I don't think you want me to cheer for Bailey. This, like, what am I supposed to do now? This is what happens. When you have people from Hollywood doing creative. Like, you have Hollywood writers coming in and writing your storylines. This is what happens. You need to have wrestlers doing it. Like, it feels like they try to take everything and make it into a reality show. Mm -hmm. Like, it feels like they're trying to turn this into a soap opera somehow. I, I don't... I don't get where the sto- where the writing is going here. Like you have, like you just said, you have one person who's a bad guy, and then you have someone else who's a pity, like a a pity bad guy. Mm-hmm. So you don't really know what's going on. Do I cheer for this person? Do I boo this person? Do I boo them both? Do I cheer for them both? What's going on here? And in classic and classic tag team, it, and this is the problem we keep going back to with Sasha versus Bailey. 
is they never know where they want the storyline to go. Yeah. Like in classic tag team breakups, Edge breaks up with Christian. Christian is clearly the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Matt breaks up with Jeff. Matt is clearly the bad guy. Like in, in normal you, tag you, team you, breakups, I was gonna say there's a clear bad guy. Here. Yeah, I was gonna say you can go back even farther than that. The Rockers broke up. Shawn Michaels was clearly, clearly the, the bad, bad guy. guy. Like I, I, I just don't understand. Like here, for whatever don't. reason, they broke them up like three, four times, and they can't figure out which one who's is the good, bad guy. who's bad. What? Who do we? Choose and right for? now, you really don't know who do we push. Yeah, right now you really don't know who the bad guy is. Right. Like, is this bad guy versus good guy, or is this winner versus loser? Because yeah. that's what it is at this point. It's, Pretty much. It's Bailey the winner versus Sasha who can't win anything. Yeah. Or keep a belt to save her life. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to. We're, we're gonna have to see what happens with that. Uh, we're gonna keep it in the women's uh, in the women's spot, and we're gonna talk about. This little debacle that happened on Raw. It was Mickey James versus Asuka. And the match was a back and forth match. It was, it was a it good match. Kept you entertained, kept Solid. you kept your eyes on the screen. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, the the match just stops. Yeah, ref calls for the bell in the middle of the Asuka lock getting applied. I think what happened was they were short on time. Mm. And that's why the match ended the way it did. I think they over. I think they ran over on time, mm-hmm. and that's why the referee had to stop the match where he did. Because mm-hmm. even when Zelina came out to the ring after the fact, it looked like she was rushing herself. Yeah, it looked like it was sudden. Like you know how most people like when they do something like that or make that kind of an announcement, they actually don't rush it. They don't overdo it. They don't underdo it. It, mm-hmm. it feels like it's a, very step by step. Yeah, it feels like a good decent pace that it's at. This felt kind of rushed. Like, she's walking to the ring. She was speed walking. She was speed talking. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as she got into the ring, she slapped her real quick. Like, she, she tapped the title, said, I want that. Slapped her quick. And then bounced out the ring. Like, it, it felt like it was rushed. Mm-hmm. And you can see it kind of like... They, they made excuses on... Because um, I read it before I saw it. They, the excuses they made before I saw it was... Um, Mickey was selling it so good, the ref thought she was really hurt, so the ref called for the bell early. Or there was some Come something on, along the lines of dude, her you, selling being so genius. If you've been a ref for that, they had to call the match. But I'm literally watching it. You can tell like something happened mm-hmm. that went totally wrong. Ref made a bad call, mm-hmm. and literally when they turn over, she's not even fully in the Oscar lock. She turns oh, yeah. over, and oh, Mickey no. is literally like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, you can look at her face, and you can tell she was confused. And then she has to, it have, It was so out of place that she she caught herself out of character, and went, what the fuck? And then realized yeah, literally she was, was going, what the fuck? And then had to take it back, like, oh, shit, I'm still in it. Yeah, because like, she like was confused. But it was so off guard. You can tell like, that was off because she she literally mouthed it. She got Montreal screw job for a second there. Like, Oh. <laughs> Vince, not again. Not again, Vince. They oh, screwed her, man. man. She couldn't even get a good finish. That was like her. They, and they built that up to be her last shot, violation yeah. number one, because I feel like you could have pushed that to a pay per view. 
Yeah. It is Mickey James. Mm-hmm. One like, of the one of the greatest women. You kind of waste the build up. Like back in the day, one of the greatest women champions of the of last like twenty years. Exactly. Probably back top in, five. Back in the day, you would hold that off until a pay per view. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even got to be a big one, but you would at least wait. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, wait, get a good build up, some good promo, get more views on it. Like, it, yeah. You wasted away, and then they ruined the finish. Mm-hmm. I really feel bad for Mickey James. Yeah. But I mean, what a debacle! Like. Yeah, that that was that was a uh, confusing situation. It is comedy if you want to go back and watch. Oh like, yeah, just the look on Mickey James. I recommend. Face I recommend like, going back to watch it just hell for the look. Happened here, like she was ready to slap him. Like, yeah. I was like she was so pissed. And then you got to roll out the ring for the next segment because. You don't have time to tell the ref, hey, what the fuck you, was you that? You just got to sit there pissed off outside the ring like, all right, this oh got to end right God. now. Like, <laughs> I'd be kicking chairs going back through the road, like <laughs> Pull a Bret oh, Hart. Shit. Pull a Bret Hart, start spitting at people, start punching people. <laughs> A-E-W. <laughs> Spell A-E-W into the camera. Um, Bullshit. That's it. She's joining Retribution now. <laughs> all right, now, now speaking of Retribution... Um, they came out during the uh, Keith Lee Drew McIntyre match. Yeah, um, attacked them both, and the Hurt Business came out, and the Hurt Business stood they ground. I love that whole big segment. strong boy. Yeah, like I, I literally texted you right after the show, and I was like, "I'm for the Hurt Business. I don't care if they're good or they're bad. I am for the Hurt Business mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they had the they had the mentality like, all right, we're the heels, we're the bad guys, but." You're on our show. You ain't taking our show over. So we gonna stand our ground because this is our. This is we run this. Right. Like so, I liked it. And then MVP was like literally the G of all of it. Very good assertiveness, man. Because he I liked it. He held literally, them back. Yeah, he he held them back, and he was like, "Hold up, no, no, no. You guys stand back. I'm going first. And then he walked in front of everybody, and he led the charge, I like felt... like a good leader should. Yes, sir. I felt so happy about, um, first of all, I'm so happy about the Hurt Business in general mm-hmm. because MVP is my guy. And when he came back for the Rumble and uh, we all popped for him and then we realized he was here to stay after Mania mm-hmm. and they were just kind of like not really using him to his full advantage. And yeah. I was kind of like, uh. And then, and then he teased a little bit that uh, that match he had with Rey Mysterio was going to be his last match. I thought I was like, what a waste of MVP! Like, why would you even bring him back? But now it's like, oh yes, like this is where he should be. Yeah, he's you know he's definitely he's definitely one of the better minds on the roster right yes. now. Yes, and which is crazy because he didn't start like he wasn't a wrestler from you know early on. So for him not to be an early on wrestler, be a wrestler later on in his life, he has a great mind for wrestling. A great mind, a great attitude, a great uh, character on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, Cedric had a nice little promo when he fought when he fought uh, Ricochet earlier in the night. That he did. Um, I like the I, promo. I'm not even gonna lie. They let him talk on the mic for a little bit. wasn't bad. Yeah, he he wasn't. So I kind of see why they're pairing him with uh, MVP now. Mm-hmm. He can like. Yeah, he's probably the guy that needed it the most. Well, I mean, I don't know, because now, now Ricochet's gone with the wind, and yeah, Apollo, we were always like, meh. Yeah, but at least, at least, like, 
because this is my thing. I was like, if they could have picked anybody, they should have picked Ricochet. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about why they would pick Cedric, and I would be like, well, when you think Cedric, you think bootleg Ricochet. Yeah. So somewhere on the totem pole, Ricochet is still a little more over than Cedric. Yeah. So plus, I don't see maybe that's why they went. Plus, Cedric. I don't see Ricochet pulling off a bad guy very well. I don't know why. I I, I can't see Ricochet being a bad guy. Yeah, you're right. He's Cedric, a superhero. Cedric was like hit or miss. Maybe you could, maybe you couldn't. Mm-hmm. But I seen Cedric as a bad guy more than more than Ricochet. Mm-hmm. So I get why he had a good promo. He had a good match against Ricochet, and um, I like the promo MVP cut to the to the retribution. Uh, not to retribution to the to the. What do they call this guy? Because he's not general manager. What do they call him? Like the uh, who's that? Adam Pierce. Yeah. I think he. I think he's just the. Uh, I don't even know how to describe <laughs> like him. Like a task manager. Like what? I don't know what he does, but. He, the, he's a part of management. Yeah, the, the we'll, management we'll, guy, the we'll, head of we'll management. We'll just say middleman. He's the middleman. The middleman. The promo he gave the middleman when he was back there talking to security. And he was like, hey, listen, why don't you give this over from the boys to the men? Mm-hmm. He was like, you and your boys or whatever, y'all scared. I ain't scared. I got them. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, hand this over to. Hand this over to the big boys. Her business will take care of this. Right. And it was funny because uh, Middleman uh, shook his hand and was like, uh, no, no, he went out to shake his hand. The MVP looked at it and was like, you keep that. <laughs> he, was like, he was like, I'm glad you guys volunteered. Yo, M- MVP started cracking up like, Yo, volunteer? MVP. Oh, you funny. That man, can, <laughs> that man can sell milk to a cow. Yo, he's he's one of the best talkers. That man, man can sell milk to a cow, ice to an Eskimo, and eggs to a chicken. Like he is, he can talk on the mic. He can talk in an interview. He's he's got a gift. He's a very important person. Oh yeah, and I'm glad that they locked him up and are actually using him the right way, mm-hmm. wrestling wise and management wise. Definitely, and I'm glad he went a different way from being a, a nation of domination. This is a very different. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at first we all thought it was going to be nation of domination vibes, but no, it actually has that like. Uh, this is like it kind of feels real like big business bad guy. You know what it feels like? A uh, main event mafia. Yeah, I, I was gonna say it was like if you took uh, nation of domination and evolution mm. and put it together. Mm, but main event, but main event mafia is is a pretty good. Uh, is a pretty good thing too, because you. I was just thinking, uh, evolution and nation of domination because they're all big dudes. Mm-hmm. Not everybody in evolution was overly big. Right, right. But they they wear the suits, and then you got you know you got Bobby, you got MVP, Shelton, and then uh, Cedric would be the young guy. Mm-hmm. So you got evolution there, but uh, I feel like that what you said was a little bit better. But I, I like I like it. I think that uh. They were a big question mark at first, but they they're making it work and they're yeah, doing and good with standing it. up against retribution. Really, really good showing. Mm-hmm. Uh, something else that happened on Raw, we have uh, Raw Underground, mm-hmm. and this week Braun showed up and Braun was cleaning house with everybody. Like Braun was the main attraction. He was very upset. Yes, he he was a, he was a man who wanted to get the chip off of his shoulder. 
and he tore everyone apart. And then the big man, Damakata, stepped up. And I was just waiting for Damakata the whole time. Like, as soon as I seen Braun, I'm like, all right, throw Dama in there. <clears throat> like, put him in. We know it's going to happen. Uh, you think? What do you think about that being on next week's Raw Underground? Well, do you think... Here's my thing. Like, I like uh, Damakata and Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. It's a no-brainer, really. Yeah. But my thing is, do you think they do you think they pull the trigger too early on Dabakato? I think I think they're still testing the waters out with him because that's what uh that's what Raw Underground is for, and it seems like they're putting him there more than like they're showcasing him more than anyone. Right. So I feel like right now they're starting to get ready to uh they're starting to get ready to push him, but this is this is like the test run, and they're using Braun to do it. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, it's a no-brainer. I like it. I just, I wonder if it's too soon. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. If they can make it convincing, then, you know, only proves better for Dabakato. So. Yeah, it can definitely happen. It can definitely happen. Um, Now we have Dominic and Seth. In the steel cage match. Mm-hmm. And I really am struggling for the life of me to figure out why the hell they're putting Dominic in all these types of matches instead of just a regular one-on-one well, match. Well, I have a theory for you. Like, like you're going to kill this kid before he even turns 25. I have a theory for you. Alright, tell me your theory. Come on. So, there is a theory going around, Right. Dom in a street fight. Dom in another street fight. Dom in a steel cage. There's a theory going around that because Ray is taking quite long to um come to a solidified deal with uh, WWE, mm-hmm. um, he has pulled WWE's arm in um, drawing Dom for the main event. And thrusting him in the spotlight so soon, um, mm-hmm. Dom, that Ray is like pulling this, um, like like uh, they they making it seem like Ray pulled this thing to get his son over, okay, so that he could sign the contract, yeah. Right? And in a result of Ray still not coming to a conclusion, um, WWE feels like Ray is forcing their hand. So they're putting Dom in all those matches? So they're putting Dom in all these potentially injuring matches as if to say, you wanted us to do this, so you would sign this contract, and we didn't want to put him in this position so early. That would be So very, now it's your fault if he gets hurt or not. That would be very... Because we were trying to do you a favor and you didn't come with your half of the deal. That would be very fucked up. Very fucked. That would, and I'm going to feel so bad for Dom because he's going to be locked into that contract. Super fucked up. Yeah, that that would be a bad thing. But and not because, not, because Ray, not because I believe Ray did the wrong thing, but I believe WWE's response to Ray still not signing is, is petty. It's very petty. It's, it's, it's hashtag team petty. Very, very petty. Is. And now you, and I feel bad for Dom because you being someone in the middle of this, 
it's not necessarily bad that you're this high this fast. Mm-hmm. Because they shoved Randy into the spotlight pretty early. Yeah, yeah. And Randy, you know, he found his way. He flourished, yeah. And Dom's surrounded by a lot of locker room people that are going to help Dom find his way. I don't well, have any well, you, you, worry about that. But yeah, the because you figure. Is, yeah, I was going to say, you figure there's a lot of people back there. Seth will always have his back. Uh, I'm pretty sure Andrade is going to have his back just mm-hmm. because, you know, the Mexican lineage. Zelina's going to do the same thing. And Alistair's already uh, sticking up, like, having his back. And right, and whoever he's grown up with back there, mm-hmm. they got him. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I feel like it, it's it's a bad position for him because now he's in a contract. Yep. So now whether Ray signs or not... Essentially, Dom is stuck. Essentially, you are paying for your father's mistakes Gee, or your you, father's way of negotiation. Don't you hate it when that happens, I tell you? <laughs> so now it's kind of like... Eh. Maybe Ray was doing the right thing, but now maybe it might be too far. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? So, at the end of the match, uh, Seth beat the holy hell out of Murphy. Mm-hmm. Threw him into the cage. Threw him into the rails. Everything. Put him through the ringer. Um, and as he started walking back to the locker room, he looked at Angie and Aaliyah. Oh, yes. Yeah, and he was like, you did a good job. Hopefully this one turns out better. <laughs> Talking about Aaliyah. What a dick. <laughs> that was a dick move. What a and then, dick, man. And then Angie, and, Angie and Aaliyah start walking what into the ring. Dick. And Aaliyah kind of like checks up on Murphy mm-hmm. to make sure if he's okay. Very nice. I feel like Very they're going to try to turn that into an angle somehow. Because a lot of people are talking about that. That was a dick move. It was a dick man. move. It definitely was. I was like, yo, I was like, don't touch Andy. Like, <laughs> that is, that is just the one thing I don't want them Great to do. Job. I really oh, don't want. I do not want better. them to do that. You fucking asshole. I don't want them to do that because <laughs> I'm like, anything with this feud that they do, I'm okay with. But if he like touches Angie, I'm gonna feel some type of way. I'm gonna get triggered. I'm gonna be like, oh no, don't leave Angie alone. That's Angie. I'm going to have Angie hit you with the Gucci purse. But I, okay. I feel like they're going to turn uh, Aaliyah checking up on Murphy into a story angle. Into like a into like an angle somehow. Mm. Like I feel like mm. that's going to be Murphy's way of turning face mm. and feuding with Rollins after Dominic. Okay, do you think... Is it is it Murphy, Rollins, or WrestleMania? Uh, at Mania, I would say we're in September. Maybe the Rumble. Maybe the Rumble. Maybe the Rumble. Maybe a little bit before the Rumble. I don't. I don't think it pushes that far into Mania season. Mm. But uh, around the Royal Rumble, I could see it happening. Because I'm thinking about it, and I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they could book it. I feel like. Years of maybe like five years ago, mm-hmm. they could have booked this into a perfect angle where you know Dave Batista turning on Triple H, where you know what I mean. Like I've I've just uh, been the, waiting. The, uh, yeah, the, the, the pro my time. The, the protege turns on the teacher. I've just been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Yeah, there's because there's a lot of people talking about uh. Buddy Murphy and Aaliyah have 
possibly having some type of like love interest storyline thing going on. I hope they don't go on. that way. You say you hope they don't go that way? I hope they don't go that way. I don't either because I don't really necessarily want to see Aaliyah get involved in the wrestling world. Not to say that, you know, maybe she's working on it, nah. but I just, I don't really think she needs to. Nah. So, I don't think she needs But a lot of people are saying that because of the way she checked up on him and shit like that. So, I think it's possible. I could see, I could see. I could see Vince trying to do something like that. I, yeah. Hunter, I, I wouldn't see Hunter book it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, when if, you say if, it that way, like, I don't put anything We're We're Vince. in a world of where Vince McMahon is getting the final shots called on anything. Yeah, he's... he's I could see Vince booking that. Vince is, Vince is justified to do pretty much anything at this point. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a wild card. He's a... Which is crazy because... He's a man that should not be at the top running everything and anymore overseeing what goes on and he's just like like this is not 2010 crazy old man (laughs) oh vince probably should have never been where he i'm I'm making too many similarities we're we're gonna whatever anyway um, retribution is gonna come and get us now guys (laughs) send help sos No, um, yeah, but that that was a thing. And yeah, I didn't put anything past Vince. He could do that. I would much rather Murphy just become a friend of the family. Okay, kind of like with uh, like what Umberto Carrillo and Alistair were doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, like he starts off Seth's bad guy, and then at the climax of this rivalry, eventually they have to keep ending this. Mm-hmm. They can't just keep putting Dominic in. Damn near like every, is, every hardcore match known to man. Tune in next week for the Mexican death match <laughs> with Dominic Mysterio and right. Seth Rollins. Fucking, we're going to be at Survivor Series and it's going to be like the entire Mysterio family against, against Seth, Seth Rollins in a Texas bull rope <laughs> match. We're going to bring back the this Texas bull rope match. match. You got to fight. It's a Rollins in a normal match, but you got to have one hand tied behind your back. Mm-hmm. Like just anything to just ridiculous your hand's gonna be handcuffed to your leg i would much rather, <laughs> i would much rather at the end of this um and them having one final match and buddy murphy being the being the guy that comes out and mm. seth is finally happy yeah. to have his help okay and murphy just bashes him over the head i'll so take the that your family can finally win i'll take that um that's why i'd like it to end but who knows what events all right yeah uh, next up, we got Roman Reigns and Jay Uso. How do you feel about this whole feud? This makes me smile. Makes you smile? Like they're it doing something right? Smile. The Heyman hustle is working right now? It is. It truly is. And Roman is doing beautiful character work. Just so beautiful. Just listen, just listen to Pauly, man. It just uh, just listen to Paulie and it's just when when he needs to when he needs to be present he's present mm-hmm. like it just it it works every yeah everything he's doing right now I have never said this about Roman for at the current moment everything he's doing is perfect yeah and you have never said that about Roman yeah. Reigns every you, you could have said everything he's doing is good everything he's doing is great. He's the best Roman Reigns thus far. Yes, like I can honestly Spot say the last since perfect. he's been back, everything has been perfect. It, it feels like I, I've I've kind From of the t shirts to the teeth to the <laughs> <laughs> Perfect teeth. You gotta check out those teeth, I tell you. 
No, honestly, I like watching Roman right now with Paul. I feel like Thanos in mm. Infinity War when he's holding the knife to young Gamora and he's like perfectly balanced as all <laughs> things should be. And that's what it feels like right now. It feels like Roman is perfectly balanced and mm-hmm. this is how it should be. This is how it should be. Like I like it. I love it. I see it. So and, yo, and um Jay is doing perfect work as well. Yeah, like they're they're taking He's this... being the perfect gullible cousin. Yes. He's playing the role so well. Like you can tell if you didn't know they were related, you could you could guess it just because of the chemistry that they have. Yeah. Like if they were trying to pull like an Undertaker Kane thing where they're not really related, but they're saying they're related. You could, like, they have so much chemistry. Mm-hmm. And it's weird, because they've never worked one-on-one with each other. No. So, this, this I mean, is... they've probably cut these promos to each other as kids, so they've done it before. Yeah. It would be like if you and me got into a ring right now. Like, we would have so much chemistry just because we sit here and we cut promos on each other. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. we know how to rebuttal what each, like, whatever we say. So, the chemistry is just great there. Jay is doing it's phenomenal. Perfect. Uh is Roman is being perfect. Paul is playing this perfect. The hugging, the I love yous, the, except the for Roman the, face turn at the end. Except for the first week, I'm not going to lie. The first, the first week, week, Paul had me a little confused just because he, he looked sick. Mm. That's why I didn't buy it the first week. Okay. Because Paul cut the promo and he didn't look like he was fully there. He looked like he had a cold or something. Because mm. he was talking and he was talking like this. His voice was very low. You couldn't really understand what he was saying. Yeah, he was Jake the Snake. Yeah, he, he just, he looked sick. And then the next week, I was like, uh, is this going to be an everyday thing? Mm-hmm. And then he came back the next week, and he was regular Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. So I'm just assuming that he was sick that week. But every, so I'll exclude that week, but everything has been perfect from Paul Heyman, from Jay Uso, from Roman Reigns. I love it. Yeah, I, I even like the perfect, video package perfect, perfect, that, uh, yeah, the pictures. Yeah, the, all the pictures and stuff. It's brilliant. It just makes you realize it's how brilliant. how far into the Samoan dynasty Paul Heyman actually was. Like yeah, he was literally deep, deep, deep. He in was there. deep in there, man. He's deep in like there. Like he, he's, he's he was talking about Afa, Sika, Rikishi, Yoko, Yokozuna, Umaga. Like damn, that was crazy. Oh, is Jay Uso gonna get ripped apart? I think it's gonna be it's like a ten minute match. <laughs> Jay is gonna. What's going to happen is Jay's going to get a couple shots. Jay's going to start strong. Something's going to happen. Roman's going to squash the It's going to be a Brock match. It's going to be a Brock match. It's not going to go past 10 minutes. Here's the thing for me, right? Um, so they do the thing where, you know, everyone's proved themselves but you. Mm-hmm. He goes out there, he wins the matches all up in the camera. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't, you know, I got in a tool, fool. Like... <laughs> He goes out there, he does a great showing. Um, then the next week, they had their tag match. Literally carries the whole match until Roman tags himself in. I love it. And he does the, the fucking head nod. I love like, it. all right, get out my ring. Like, I love it. I loved it, bro. It was amazing. But you're watching Jay like prove his worth every week. Uh-huh. And every week, Paul and Roman are kind of going... He's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Was he always this good? 
Like, it's kind of shocking them every week. Like, uh-huh. like wait, I didn't think you'd get this far. Like, you were supposed to fail. <laughs> you were supposed like, wait to a fail Hold like on. a couple weeks ago. The match wasn't supposed to go down like this. Hold on. Like, the closer and closer they get, the more it's like, yo, he might be a threat. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but I think that's what's... I feel like that's what's going to happen. I feel like uh, it's going to be a short match because mm-hmm. you're building Roman up, wreck everything, and leave. Yeah. So he's got to wreck him. He, he's got he's to kick his cousin's ass and then say, I love you at the end of it. Just mm-hmm. as a... But it's just... Uh, like, the build is so good. Yeah. Because like, Jay keeps proving how good he is, and Roman keeps giving his side eye to Paul. Like, like in what world did we yo, think... Yo, he's getting tough. Like, <laughs> in what world did we think... But then, he, that, you know, they do they hug, and then he turns, he's like, I'm still going to kill him. Yeah, like... I got to kill him. When did we... Have, Five years ago, did you think you would be excited for Jay Uso in a WWE title match? Not at all. Say you you didn't, you didn't even Not think of that ten years ago, two years ago. None of us thought of Jay Uso being mm-hmm. the guy that we'd be excited to see in a title match, in a mm-hmm. world title match. Mm-hmm. And here we are in the COVID era, and I'm so ready. And we are ready for it. So like, ready. We know he. I feel like he is gonna lose. He's gonna get demolished. You know what I think it is? I feel like. Ooh, I feel like. I feel like. Is going to be, you know, real friendly cousin. Like, Roman's going to keep playing this game with him. Like, we cool and shit, you know. I think I got your back. And then the bell going to ring, and he's going to hit him real hard a one switch, time. A switch is going to hit. <laughs> he's going to hit him real hard one time, mm-hmm. and Jay's going to look at him like, what the f*** was that? And Roman's going to be like, you here now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's a wrap for you, son. Now, like, I, I honestly think. Sorry. I think, honestly, Jay's going to get the first hit. Yeah, I think Jay's gonna get the first hit to, to surprise Roman, and that's Ooh. when Roman turns that switch on. But I think Jay is gonna try to do some quick stuff, maybe hit a super kick, mm. and then try to go for the pin real quick. And then Roman kicks out, does that quick roll, grabs his chin, and he's like, "Oh, you bastard!" Okay, <laughs> all right, this is what we do. Oops, let's go. And then from then on, Roman just kills him. Like I said, I, I got it at he the most. He got to kill him, man. I got it at the most. Him. I felt so bad for Jay, but he's like got to die. I got it at the most, like maybe a seven or eight he minute match. Go. It's going to be a very short match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my prediction. Slash I think spoiler. this will be a good roll up in there where he might he might get you for a second. Like oh oh, oh Jay doing yeah. a roll up. He might get a he might he might miss that first spear. <laughs> <laughs> he might get the I, he might get the roll up. You like, oh, I could see that happening, and then Roman just getting that surprise look, like, oh, he's actually doing something right now. Really, like you got to end it. Like, yeah, but he like, is gonna. He got to come though. He, he is gonna, gonna go, though. but it's gonna be so fun. Yeah, it's gonna be so fun because Jay is doing so well of being gullible. Like he definitely is. Like you know, the the hugs and the. I got respect for you, Paul. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, you don't know you're getting played right now, do you? Shit. <laughs> it's just fun. You just, you just want to watch it with somebody and be like, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. <laughs> Tune into Clash of Champions for a perfect feud, a great feud, and to see an Uso get destroyed in less than 10 minutes. Oh, man, it's going to be bad. Uh, I think that's all we got, brother. Uh, So... I'm gonna shout out a couple people real quick, and then I'll take the reins over to you. Um, first things first, I'm shouting out that Facebook group that always shows us so much love and appreciation. If you're a fan of football and you like trash talking, come join NFL Trash Talk 2020. It's a great environment, man. All the trash talk is fun, but at the end of the day, 
everybody's family in that group. They got merchandise up. They got fantasy football gurus. So go check them out and show them some love. Also, I'm going to shout out a couple YouTubers that have been really, really uh, showing us some support. Uh, go shout out Reckless Pops on YouTube. He just hit a thousand subscribers and we blessed him with a mystery box that he's going to open on his channel. Mm -hmm. That mystery box, I'm not going to give anything away, but I was jealous of that mystery box. Mm -hmm. That was a beautiful box that we blessed him with. So go check that out. And then Stop and Funko with JLH. That guy is a great mind of wrestling. He has a lot of knowledge. We love picking his brain on the lives that we go on. So go check him out. Show him some love on YouTube as well. And after this, it's going to you, Stevie Jobber. So what you got to say right now? All right, man. I don't got I don't got much, but um, not on YouTubers. But I got a I got an Instagram guy for you guys. Um, okay. If you're like me, if you play wrestling games, pretty much your entire life. Um, if you're playing the new Battlegrounds, if you're playing the old WWE 2K, if you're playing um, any wrestling game, go follow on Instagram 2K Attires. Mm -hmm. um, he's a guy that I've been looking for on Instagram for a very long time. Somebody that you can go to for all the new attires, all the custom attires, um, any solid ideas with great detail. He's a really good guy to watch. He's a really good guy to see. Um, every every Monday Night Raw, every pay-per-view, he's got new stuff up. He's always making mm. new people, always making new outfits. That is sick. So if you're one of those guys that really likes to download the latest outfits or see what's custom out there that you really like, go follow 2K Attire on Instagram, man. All right, so that pretty much wraps up everything we got today. Guys, thanks for tuning in. We had a blast. Hope you did too. Stevie Jobber, take us out, man. Stay dangerous. Stay dangerous. Love y'all. Yeah.